0: Hello, we continue this week of reflections based around events in the Easter narrative, focusing on a different sense each day. On Monday we engaged a sense of smell as we remembered Mary anointing Jesus with expensive perfume. On Tuesday we reflected on the power of touch, considering the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. We have not travelled far today. In fact, we remain at the same table we were at yesterday. But today we turn to the sense of taste as we reflect on the bread and wine, which we take a communion and speak of the body and blood of Jesus. We read some words from Matthew chapter 26. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The son of man will go just as, as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You've said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup which he had, when he had given thanks he gave it to him and said drink from it all of you. This is the, my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Truly I tell you I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. BBC News this week I noticed that this year's Easter plans for many are taking on almost Christmas-like proportions for many households. Right down to a whopping 977% increase in the sale of Easter trees. Shoppers, the article said, are pulling out all the stops to make the most of the chance to escape lockdown misery. They aim to make the Easter weekend a celebration to remember. Another article pointed out that as a nation we have bought almost £150 million worth of Easter eggs and we have spent £37 on hot cross buns. Food plays a major part in all our celebrations. It always has done and it does in pretty much all faiths. And it played a major role in Jesus' life. It was one of the things for which Jesus was most famous. He seems to have loved a party. Quite often the meal sets the scenes for one of the stories about Jesus. Several of his parables are either about or make mention of meals and celebrations. Jesus' first miracle involves resolving a catering disaster at a wedding. And it's arguable that there are only two practices specific to the Christian church which we trace back directly to Jesus himself. One of them, Communion, involves food. A couple of days ago I mentioned how smell can trigger memories. The same is true of taste. Not surprising really as smell plays a significant role in what we call our sense of taste. Jesus was part of a people to whom food was significant and the Last Supper at which Jesus instituted what we call communion was especially so. It was Passover. The lamb was to remind them of the lamb they roasted and killed and spread the blood on the lintels of their home whilst they were about to escape from Egypt. There were bitter herbs representing the bitterness of slavery, greens which they would dip in salt water to remind them of their tears. Haraseth, a mix of apples, nuts, wines and spices to remind them of the mortar with which they built in Egypt. And this was the only sweet element, the reminder of the hope of redemption. Then there was the bread, unleavened bread, to remind them that their rescue came suddenly, that they left in a bit of a hurry. And there were four cups of wine drunk at a Passover meal. The one which Jesus raised to symbolise the new covenant was the third one, the cup of redemption. Jesus was saying that just as God rescued and redeemed the people of Israel from the land of Egypt, so through his body, which would soon be broken, and his blood, which would soon be shed, he was rescuing and redeeming us. He was drawing us into a new understanding of and a new relationship with God. When we mark communion, we do it in a fairly simple fashion, with bread and wine, or in our case, at least something which represents wine. Bread so easily broken reminds us that the body of Jesus was so easily broken that Jesus took on flesh and became as vulnerable to death and pain as you or I would. The redness of the wine reminds us of the blood which could be spilled just as easily as yours or mine. And the sweetness of the tastes remind us of the goodness of Jesus' sacrifice for us. quite simple foods tell us that it doesn't need to be elaborate, these were very basic ingredients of a first century Galilee diet and it's something that is available and open to everyone because his body was broken and his blood was shed for all. We are all invited to break some bread, to drink some wine and see that God is good. We're all invited to make this a meal to remember. In our worship we're going to share communion a couple of times over the next few days on Thursday evening on YouTube, on Sunday on Zoom. May we eat and drink together very ordinary simple things which gain new significance and resonance in Jesus. May it remind us of the great love of God May we truly taste and see that God is good. And that his love is a reason to celebrate. Have a blessed day. Listen and peace.